Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome once again to Las Vegas, Nevada. Are you a stock car racing fan? Well, if so, get ready to mark your calendar for a weekend of fun. On September 14th through the 16th, the South Point 400 takes place at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, which kicks off the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. You'll get all the details about this unique sporting event from Jeff Motley of the Speedway. You know Vegas has the greatest tribute acts in the world. Well, one of the very best is BG's Gold, and you'll meet its leader, John Acosta. Finally, your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, talks about something you need to be aware of, venue fees. What are they, and what do you need to know about them? love auto racing there's nothing like nascar you take a big nascar weekend and mix it in with a las vegas location wow you got a deal and we're going to talk to somebody our good friend over at the las vegas motor speedway jeff motley he's the vice president of public relations about a big event they've got coming up september 13th through the 16th this year you might want to start making plans early for this it's the south point 400 monster energy nascar cup series race but there's a whole bunch more than that you know jeff first of all uh, it must be exciting for you i mean there's stuff going on all the time at the speedway but the two nascar races must be extra special well, it is. We're really excited that this is going to be the first time that we've been able to host two uh, big NASCAR weekends in one year with the September event coming up. And it's also going to be the uh, the first time that we've ever hosted a playoff race for the uh, NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series. And and uh, and we're going to kick off the playoffs. So that's going to be even more exciting. And we're going to have 16 drivers going for the for the championship when they get here. And, and uh, all the big names in the sport are here. So uh, it's going to be exciting for us just to, just to have a, a chance to do something we haven't done before. Yeah, and it sounds to me a little like in a sport where it's basically, in, well, it's not individuals because they all have the teams behind them, but in a, in a place where you're not going one against the other, this is a chance to start that whole thing. It's kind of like an all-star game because you only have the best. Well, that's true. I mean, everybody gets still gets to compete in the race, but you only have 16 guys that are eligible to win the championship uh, once they get here. So even though everybody else is still in the race, um, which is a little bit uh, of a different situation, right. but it, it is. I mean, and you're right. I mean, Kevin Harvick won the race here in the spring, so he'll be he'll be back as one of the favorites. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., who's a defending uh, series champion, uh, will be one of the favorites, and and our own uh, Kyle Busch from right here in Las Vegas. Um, that's probably the three big favorites for the entire championship. And and I tell you, whoever wins this race. In Las Vegas probably will be the have the inside track on winning the championship because it's it's one of five um, tracks that are similar in size in the playoffs. So if you figure if you can win in Las Vegas, you got a pretty good chance. Not to mention the last race of the season where it all comes down to that that last race is also a one and a half mile track in Miami. Well, and starting it out in September in Las Vegas, as visitors all know, it's hot in Las Vegas in September. Does that kind of make it an extra uh, kind of a different thing? Although I, I guess because so much of NASCAR is done in the Sun Belt that these guys are used to hot weather. Oh, it won't bother the, the drivers. And, you know, we looked last year. There were five races in 2017 that took a green flag with a hotter temperature than it was on September 16th in Las Vegas. So, And we don't have the humidity out here. I mean, we probably are going to be looking at temperatures in the mid to upper 90s. And I think those of us who live in Las Vegas see mid to upper 90s and say, man, that feels great because we don't have the humidity, especially not that time of year. Uh, I can tell you as a person who grew up in Virginia and also lived in Daytona Beach, Florida, I will take a 95, 90 six degree day in vegas over an 83 or 84 degree day with high humidity uh, in either one of those other places any day couldn't agree more you know one thing i want to ask you because a lot of people they, they know about nascar everybody knows about it but you know people that don't follow it closely are kind of confused what can bring out a hundred thousand two hundred thousand people all over and people care about this deeply 
it's more than just who win, even just who's the the lead car and so forth. It's the whole process, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's. I mean, when you come here, you're not coming just to watch the from green flag to checkered flag. Like you know, you mentioned, it's a four day weekend for us, uh, September the 13th through the 16th. Uh, we're going to have a, a K and N Pro Series West race on our dirt track on Thursday night. Uh, we got a couple of the big Cup stars, uh, Kevin Harvick and Clint Boyer, going to do some autographs for us beforehand, uh, hoping to get a couple of big names that are going to compete in that race. And then you know, Friday, and then it's a three day weekend inside of our Super Speedway. Friday is the Truck Race, the World of Westgate 200, in addition to the the qualifying for the Cup Series. Saturday is our Xfinity Series race, the DC Solar 300, and then on Sunday you get the big race, the South Point 400. So it's a happening. Uh, there's four races going on in four days, not to mention all the other stuff that goes on, whether it's the entertainment in the Neon Garage, everything that takes place in our fan engagement area. Uh, you can come out early, you can tailgate, you can enjoy all the, the, whether it's the souvenir stands or the interactive displays. And there's just so much going on, and there's a really good chance you probably are going to have an opportunity to get an autograph from your favorite driver there's just so many things that go on around the event. It's not just the race. Yeah, that's what I think is so cool about it. You know, whenever they have like the baseball all-star game, they'll have three days and they'll, they'll have a home run contest or something. But your stuff, for somebody that loves racing, you're going to be watching actual car racing all the time, plus all this different stuff. You can really make a weekend. It's, it's like so much more than just a, a sport for one day event, that kind of thing. Right, and I think that's what most people do. I mean, uh, maybe a local is going to say, I'm just going to go to the race. They live here. But the people who come from out of town, uh, they make it a vacation. You know, they, they may come into town on Tuesday or Wednesday and not leave until Monday and just make it a full week's vacation. And, you know, they may spend all four days at the racetrack. They may spend uh, a fraction of, of one through four days at the racetrack. They may just come on Sunday. Um, but either way, I mean, people are coming out here because it's a it's an event. It's not just a, a race, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, what I love about the Las Vegas, Motor Speedway is it's a chance to get interactive with the sport. I mean, you've got a big autograph session there. You can meet these people. You go down, and I want to talk to you a little about the Neon Garage. I mean, you can really get in the middle of this. You really can't do it any other sport. No, that's true, and that's one of the neat things about the Neon Garage is it, it, we put the fans on the inside and the drivers on the outside, um, which is kind of the opposite of where you would find anywhere else. Uh, you're right. We do an autograph session for the Truck Series down there on Friday. We do the Victory Lane ceremonies for all three series, all three races, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, will take place in the Neon Garage. The drivers' meeting for the South Point 400 on Sunday morning, that's going to take place in the Neon Garage. So there's just so many opportunities to get close to things that you ordinarily would not, it, it, not only at any other sporting event, but really at any other racetrack. Yeah, and, and the racing teams and so forth, they seem to enjoy the fans' interactions. I think so, too. I mean, look, I, you know, kind of NASCAR was sort of born on the interaction between the fans and the competitors. And, and you can go all the way back to the days of Richard Petty in the 60s and the 70s and the way that Richard Petty interacted with the fans and, and understood that part of it. And so many drivers that have come along behind him have realized that. You know, I mean, he sort of set the benchmark, like I said, you know, 40, 50 years ago of how the drivers do need to interact with the fans. And you see that with our younger drivers now today coming along, guys like Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott and Eric Jones, some of the new guys in. I mean, they really embrace that. And, and a lot of them have done that also through their social media. Yeah. And I think the fans sometimes feel like they really know these guys because these guys are very engaged with their, their social media and communicating back with their fans. And, and uh, you know, like Ryan Blaney, I mean, he went to a test session down at Texas. He bought a bunch of pizzas for the fans and sat up in the stands <laughs> at lunchtime and ate pizza with the fans. You know, I mean, that's the cool thing. I, you're not going to see that very often um, with guys in other sports. And there's some, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's some baseball players that stand out there and sign autographs, you know, before the game down the right field or left field line, you know, for, for an hour and um you know but you don't see that as much as you do in nascar well you know jeff the fans that love auto racing they've had this date circle for a while what do you tell somebody though that maybe their friend's going to bring them along hey you know i've never been to one of these things and it's okay for the first time visitor to the motor speedway what are some of the things you tell them to look for well, I think first off, on the competition side, the one thing that maybe strikes everyone the first time they ever go to a NASCAR race is how fast the cars are. You cannot get a true appreciation for the speed that these cars are running when you're watching it on television, because on TV, everything is relative. So you're seeing 40 cars all out there running close to the same speed, and on TV, it's really hard to tell just how fast that is, whereas when you're sitting there watching it live, and you see them come flying past you, and they're running bumper to bumper or door to door, and 
and at the, so you're running 200 miles per hour, and they're that close together. So the, the the thrill of the speed really gets you the first time that you come. But the other thing about coming out here is come early and and take everything in. I mean, there's going to be uh, you know drivers on a on a pre-race stage uh, early on Sunday morning. If you if you're just coming for the South Point 400, then get inside. You know, we're going to have a band uh, playing some some songs there before the race. You know, the driver introductions where you see every driver walk across the stage and then they get in the, the back of a truck and we take them a full lap around the around the track so that they can wave to the fans. Um, you know, there's just so many other things that are going on. So that was that's the biggest thing I would just tell them is come early and take it all in and don't be in a hurry to leave when it's over. Come down, check out Victory Lane, watch the driver get his trophy and, and celebrate with them. You'll hear more from Jeff Motley, Vice President of Public Relations for the Las Vegas Motor Speedway in just a moment. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Steve and Maggie, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com. Do you know anyone suffering from pain? Get pain-relieving thermoskin braces and TEN therapy at little to no cost with private and Medicare insurance. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. 800-256-1143. Use reference code NCR9715. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. Use reference code NCR9715. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. If you don't take risks once in a while, you might as well be a vegetable. That kind of wisdom interspersed throughout the world's fastest Indian makes it an inspirational charmer of a film. Anthony Hopkins stars in this New Zealand production, and he was never better suited to a role. This is the true story of Burt Monroe, whose passion in life was to take his modified Indian Scout motorcycle to the Utah Salt Flats in pursuit of a world speed record. Speed is normally a sport of the rich, who pour fabulous amounts of money into exotic machinery and delight in the machismo associated. Not so here. Monroe modified his cycle himself, using a cork in his gas tank and a kitchen hinge to hold its frame together. He set out for America with a few dollars, more of a prayer than a plan, limitless charm, and an enduring faith in mankind. Monroe simply expected all people to be good, and mostly they responded in kind. The World's Fastest Indian is a pretty good buddy film, road movie, and sports quest. But like Monroe himself, it's Anthony Hopkins' simple charm and his abundance of passion and heart that really make the film fly. The World's Fastest Indian, not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see. And there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show. But Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case. (laughs) Yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com.
let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You're listening to Jeff Motley, Vice President of Public Relations at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Well, you know, and there's just something about it. I mean, I remember as a reporter years ago going to Sears Point, which is a different type of racing, but, you know, there's just, there's a smell, there's a feel to it. It's just really different. In the same way like hockey, there's nothing like watching a hockey game versus TV, so I think that's good advice. <laughs> yeah, I think hockey is probably a really good comparison because I agree with you. You know, you watch hockey on TV, and again, you don't get the full appreciation for how fast the guys skate, uh, how fast the puck moves. Uh, you go and you watch one of these games in person, you know, and now that we've got an NHL team here in, in Las Vegas and, you know, got a chance to go to a few games this year, it was sort of eye-opening for me. I, I'd only been to, I guess, one NHL regular season game, and I'd gone to a couple of the, you know, the exhibition games they used to play here when the LA Kings would come over um, but I had not been to many NHL games until this past year and I gained a great appreciation for what those guys do too yeah and like like hockey it's an experience going out to the motor speedway again I just recommend to people it's just different than maybe anything you've ever experienced before it is, and a lot of people come for the first time, and they're like, wow, this was so much fun, and they get hooked. And that's kind of one of the big things is get, you know, we've always said get them to the racetrack the first time, they're going to get hooked on it. They're going to love it. You know, um, it's loud, but you know what? Sometimes people think it's kind of cool to have the, the loud cars, you know, and the, the yeah. noise, but just seeing the speed and the color and the pageantry, I mean, there's just it's just a feeling. You know, you kind of just you walk in that very first time, you, you walk through that, that entryway, and you look out over that big speedway, and you see all those cars lined up on pit road ready to go, and you kind of get chills a little bit. Let's tell them how they can get tickets to this. You can get them through our website at lvms.com. Uh, you can get your tickets, neon garage, parking, transportation out here if you want. Uh, it's all right there on lvms.com. Uh, we still have some good seats left, so so come on out and make a weekend of it. It sounds great. That's a great website, by the way. Even if you're going to come another time, you, you can see everything. And there's, there's always stuff going on on the Speedway, which I think is really cool. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, we kind of – we have about 1,400 events over the course of a year, and uh, that tells you how many things are going on every day out here. So Wow. Well, thanks, Jeff. We'll have you on again. Look forward to the next big event. In the meantime, I hope it's a great race. Sounds great. Appreciate you having me. Time now to listen to some of the best music of the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. Las Vegas is famous for a lot of things, and one of them are great tribute bands and tribute shows. I'll tell you, one of the very best you'll ever see comes out of Vegas. It's called BG's Gold, and with us is John Acosta, the star of the show. He plays Barry Gibb. It's a portrayal of the Bee Gees that's absolutely incredible. And, John, I guess you've been a Bee Gees fan since you were a little kid, right? I mean, going back to the early days of Saturday Night Fever. That is correct. <laughs> I love it. You know, I, I saw you. People need to go and check this out. You can go to BG's Gold. I think it's .com, right? Uh, you, BG's Gold .com. Yeah, you, you won't believe it. I mean, because you don't only sound like them, which is hard to do. You kind of look like them a little. I mean, it's just something where, you know, you kind of grow up like, you You know, you, you have a, a hero or something. And, you know, you, you just put so much into it because it's really incredible to see. Well, yeah, it's one of those things where uh, I have an affinity for the late 70s. Uh, when Saturday Night Fever came out, I was only 10 years old, so obviously I couldn't go see the film. But dur during the 80s and into the 90s, I was wearing all the cool leather jackets, bell bottoms, wearing the hair a certain style. And then naturally, uh, when this opportunity came along, it was uh, I'd always been doing Barry Gibb and BG songs in my solo sets. And... and uh, all of a sudden, I found myself growing a beard, and uh, people just started to say, wow, you kind of look like you-know-who. And then I thought, well, I, I have an opportunity here. And um, that's where I started to really uh, develop the sound and, and study the man and his greatness. Well, I love the fact, I mean, you say the spirit of 77 is alive in me. You know, I grew up in those times. It's kind of really reassuring. I mean, that's when I was going to college. <laughs> Great time. <laughs> well, that's, that's lucky you. I, all I can say is I meet a lot of people that tell me they were actually there. And, uh, man, that, that is just the, the biggest compliment in the world that they can close their eyes 
and really believe they're listening to the Bee Gees, and it's uh, it's a better time in music, that's for sure. Well, you know, and there's a lot of people that do these tribute bands to, like, you know, for groups like the Beatles, you know, there's Rain that does that and stuff. But I think the Bee Gees are really interesting because they're not as easy. You know, people remember that one album, but you do the whole thing, right? I mean, you do the early stuff, and they're not a one-trick pony. I mean, their sound changed and went through the years, right? I mean, it's not all the same sound like it was on that album. No, and thank God we have the Saturday Night Fever period because that is my generation that missed out on it. And uh, as they're older now, you know, they're just dying for something melodic and groovy and, and you know, music played by real musicians and sung by real musicians. And uh, the Bee Gees are full of reinvention. They came out when they first started. It was 1967 with a total Beatle, like every other British or Australian group, influenced sound. And from there, uh, about five years of success, and then the, the 70s came along and they were ostracized for sounding too much like the Beatles. And so when we get into the mid-75 and all the way to 79, it's Barry Gibb who reinvents himself with that voice, the falsetto iconic voice, that you know now you have the material from the 60s and then the material from the 70s. And it's not a one-trick pony, it's just like you just said, it, 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 it's a band you know, that's competitive and really sounded like no other. By the time 70s uh, were on, no no one sounded like the Bee Gees. Well, and people that weren't around at that time cannot possibly realize how much they dominated those few years in the 70s. That You know, the disco thing didn't last very long, but their stuff was certainly the best of it, and they dominated. I mean, they wrote other, other great songs like Yvonne oh. Elman's song and stuff. They, they just were great. You're so right. You're so right. I mean, and in, and in our show, we do the music of Andy Gibbs, which was just as, uh, as much of a heavy contender with these songs on the charts. Uh, Yvonne Elliman from the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, we do If I Can't Have You. And then my favorite is this one song by, uh, what was her name? Samantha Sang. Or yeah. Samantha, yeah. And she sang Emotions. And... Uh, this is timeless music, folks. It, it, it's just uh, uncomparable to anything out on the market right now, especially when it's uh, you know so real and and uh, played with a lot of emotion. You'll hear more from John Acosta of BG's Gold in just a moment. But first, want to talk a little about our great sponsor, the Neon Museum in Las Vegas. Okay, first of all, it's a must-stop. You can't miss it. It's a great attraction here in Las Vegas, a world-class museum. And they've got something going on that I want to talk about for a few minutes called Brilliant. It's a new show. It's a 360-degree audio-visual immersion experience that uses advanced technology to reanimate some monumental examples of the Neon Museum's iconic signs. It's all about the signs of Las Vegas and so forth. It's incredible to see. The music is great. The history is great. You don't want to miss it. It's the Neon Museum, and the show is called Brilliant. For more information, you got to go to their website. It's neonmuseum.org, just like it sounds. Tickets are $23, well worth every penny, and it's 30 minutes Wednesday through Sunday right at sunset. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi on the BizTalk Radio Network. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Before John Favreau moved to Hollywood to write, produce, direct, and act in some of the biggest blockbusters of our times, he had deep roots in indie film, beginning with the indie classic Swingers. Chef marks Favreau's return to the indie world, now armed with all the lessons and contacts he picked up in the big leagues. Let's face it, big actors bring a lot to the table, so why wouldn't Favreau bring friends like Sofia Vergara, Dustin Hoffman, Bobby Cannavale, Oliver Platt, and Robert Downing Jr. into his new indie venture? And, after all, Hollywood has mastered the art of good storytelling, even if the stories can sometimes be as hollow as an empty suit. But there is nothing hollow here. Carl Casper is a top chef, passionate about food, but prone to neglecting the rest of his life. 
When a career blow-up bounces him to the bottom, he seeks redemption in the window of a traveling food truck, serving up delicious Cuban sandwiches with his young son and loyal line cook. In Chef, Favreau gets back to the basics, combining the best of his Hollywood experience with his innate indie roots. The result is our favorite laugh-out-loud comedy of the year, a perfectly polished indie with Hollywood DNA. Chef, not in theaters. Discovery through rental. The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com. Do you know anyone suffering from pain? Get pain-relieving thermoskin braces and TEN therapy at little to no cost with private and Medicare insurance. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. 800-256-1143. Use reference code NCR9715. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. Use reference code NCR9715. I know what you're thinking. Why would I need a voiceover production company? Well, does your company need a commercial for radio or television? Does your company need an entertaining and informative on-hold message? Are you looking to do an audiobook or web presentation? Then you need a voiceover production company. That's why thousands turn to the pros at Black Eagle Sound Design. Black Eagle Sound Design is home to some of the finest voice actors, producers, and engineers in the business. At Black Eagle Sound Design, you get Hall of Fame professionalism, royalty-free music, and a 100% buyout, meaning the commercials are yours to do with as you please. See website for details. Log on now to BESD.US and find out more. It's time you worked with the best, and Black Eagle Sound Design will be there with you and your project every step of the way. On time, on target, and at a price you can afford. I'm Adele Poole, one of the many talents you'll hear at Black Eagle Sound Design. Visit us at BESD.US. Black Eagle Sound Design, because the voice you choose matters. One in three adults in America have prediabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mind. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, Exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas, from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? <laughs> that is the case. <laughs> yeah. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to John Acosta, the voice of Barry Gibb in the fantastic tribute show, BJ's Gold. You know, you're right, and really nobody's managed to to really do much of this. That's why it's so great that what you do, and I mean... People, if you, have, if you have any doubts, just go look at the reviews on this stuff. And, and you close your eyes. Well, actually, if you leave your eyes open, you still think it's because you guys look like them. But, yes. but you sound like them. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's talk about how you got here. Because, I mean, you didn't just yeah. start in Vegas. You're there now. And, of course, you go all yeah. over the world with this stuff. You started this back in Canada, as I understand it. 
Yeah, I am a proud Canadian, a Uruguayan, that's a Latino. And um, this thing, uh, this interest started back in Toronto, my hometown. And, um, and in Toronto, I was part of another Bee Gees tribute. And I did about five years with them. And uh, then I one day looked at my lady and I said, I wonder what Las Vegas uh, looks like this time of year in terms of opportunity. And we made a phone call or two, and we packed up the truck and moved to Beverly kind of thing. <laughs> and I landed in Las Vegas, and pretty much knowing no one, and uh, hustled and uh, made my way through with contacts and people that believed in what I was doing and started my own Bee Gees tribute. The way you got it, I think it's great, because you didn't immediately come on and do that. You were uh, It was a Latin band, as I understand, right? That you Or a Latin yeah. show that you did primarily. With some, I think you say that uh, you did some peaches with a Latin flair. Is that right? Yeah, it's exactly. The, that is the true story. It is, uh, and it's a, it's a great one, because I had made contact with Judy Alberti here, uh, entertainment director of the Station Casinos for decades, and... Um, I approached her with a a, 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 um, a Latin trio, and uh, when she first arrived at the show, um, which was the first show, actually, uh, in the set list, I incorporated uh, uh, in between Santana and Gypsy Kings, You Should Be Dancing by the Bee Gees. Oh, I like that. <laughs> and so, yeah, and I've been doing that for many, many decades myself, just incorporating Latin rhythms with, with pop songs. And so it was that uh, that night that um, from uh, Oye Como Va to uh, You Got to Change Your Weaver Way to Baby Moose and Bean Night. Boom, chicka boom, chicka boom, chicka boom, chicka boom. And um, Judy was my uh, champion. She said, that's really something interesting, and I'd like to back you up with your own show. I mean, you've been a huge hit for stations for a while. Uh, they've been, you guys have been loyal with each other. I mean, uh, I'm sure looking have. at this. You got a great backup, and you found the rest of your guys, which I think is interesting too. Because you, yeah, you're the star and stuff, but you need those two other people, and you found them. I guess part of that's coming to Las Vegas because there's so much talent around Vegas. Mm -hmm. And it, it, was it just one of those things? As soon as you saw it, you go, "This is my guy. I need him for this role or what have you." Oh yeah, yeah, you know it. Um I'm a bit of a sponge uh, in terms of uh, looking at, collecting information. And when I was meeting people on the streets, I was immediately saying, I wonder what that guy would look like with a pair of glasses and a Morris hat. Or if that guy grows a beard and he, you know, can sing high falsetto, then he can be in my band kind of thing. And, um, but the way I met uh, Daryl, who plays Robin, Daryl Borges just plays Robin Gibb, and uh, Jeff Giantano plays uh, Maurice Gibb, um, was I was doing that Latin trio for the stations, and uh, my drummer subbed out one night uh, to do his own thing, and so he said, I have a sub, he's a drummer, and uh, I said, great. And then when I met Daryl at rehearsal, I'm, I'm, my eyes bugged out. I just thought Robin Gibb came back to life. And um, I looked at him, and I just said, you know, would you be interested in, in joining my Bee Gees tribute show, because uh, I'm about to start one. And um, he, you know, on top of the, the, the look and, and the fact that he's a great drummer, we're all a small community of musicians here. Everybody knows everybody. And uh, soon enough, I went to go see a band called Pleasure Cruise at that time, and they were playing at the Mandalay, and that's where I saw Jeff uh, playing a Beatles song. And I'm a huge Beatles fan, along with being a Bee Gees fan and a Prince fan, and uh, recognized that, yeah, you know, he... He had a certain uh, look and style of singing. He's a great singer himself, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't that hard. And uh, you know, I was able to offer an opportunity, and um, and I had gigs ready to go. So that's the main thing in Las Vegas. Well, you know, yeah, and you started selling out right away because a combination of people want to hear BG's music and to get somebody that can really do it because, you know, there's a lot of groups that come and go that do these tributes, and if you don't have it, you get out of there real quick, you know, so it, it, yeah. talent comes to the top. But I got to ask you, so as the number one BG's tribute band in the world you must feel a real responsibility because i know just reading some of your background you love these guys i mean it's a tribute to them and you really want to make sure it's not just a cheap imitation but you want to really bring that feeling you know because obviously we can't all travel back to the 70s in real life at least we can do it by watching this 
Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And you've, you've done your homework on a lot of the stuff that I've, I've got out there in, um, in, in, in information and data. It's very true. I'm a huge fan, and I really believe in um, any act uh, uh, bringing uh, a, a nostalgic feeling uh, with, uh, with, with total confidence and never phoning it in. That's just me. Um, I can call it out. I can call it, I can call, and I don't have any tolerance for half-assing it. If I could say that, well, yeah, I, I just did, so I'm going to say it. <laughs> yeah. But basically, I study uh, my, my my part. I study parts of my my other characters in the look and the sound. Um, it's very important to me. I just want people to close their eyes. I remember when I was 11, and, and I went to go see Beatlemania with my mother. And I mean, and they came to Toronto, and at that time, it was my first concert ever. And I walked out believing that they were the Beatles. And I always have that feeling that when people are going to see Bee Gees Gold, I'm going to make them believe that you know they have just seen the real act. And that takes a lot of homework. It takes a lot of pride and uh, and love because this is not just a job for me. I mean, I'm 24/7 music. Um, and so when an opportunity like this comes along and I just happen to have the same type of vocal range, still you have to study your, your subject to really bring it across to the people. And the best feeling that I get from the shows is, is well, first of all, like you said, if they can look at us from afar and go, oh, cow, that just looks like them, but then they actually hear the vocals of, of all the three characters and, and, the, and the humor yeah. that we're bringing, just like the, the original, you know, Bee Gees did, being British, they had that, uh, they had that caustic wit kind of thing. Right. Um, Persona's and important. We, and we play that up as well in the show. It's just part of the whole, you know, you understand that you're going back in time and, and there's no difference. Oh, absolutely. Now, speaking about going back in time, how do you integrate some of the earlier stuff? Because a lot of people probably go to your shows and everybody's heard Saturday Night Fever. I think that's one that's one album everybody's heard. But mm -hmm. the early stuff, which is great, but maybe they're not familiar with, do you hit them with your, you know, chronologically or do you try to mix it up, you know, get them in with some stuff and then go back and forth? How do you, how do you present that? Well, I've worked out the show where the top of the song is, is a killer. And it, it, it immediately is a, is a show opener um, it's the song that no one will say, I don't know what song this is. It's from the Fever soundtrack. I don't want to give it away, but it's, it's a special one that, that uh, we do. And um, once there's about two or three from that particular 70s, and then we, we literally introduce to them that now we're going to go back in time a little bit. And, uh, and these are the songs that the Bee Gees started out in the 60s. And we have... Um, you know, the major uh, Massachusetts and Message and, um, and what was the other ones? Uh, Massachusetts and Message was it, There's something about the, the, the fire, I'm trying to remember the disaster at some, I can't That's remember. That's right, yeah. yeah. And so we announce, you know, this, and there's a little medley in the show as well that we announce, you know, um, that we're going to do some songs just acoustic with vocals and uh, that's where New York mining disaster comes in. And then there's a little bit of added humor with that in case that people say, I don't know what song this is. But it's just enough to respect the older generation that knows these songs and have a different fondness uh, for, for what the, the fever period people have. Absolutely. And I, I guess you can't listen not you can't not listen to staying alive the minute you you, you you hear that song you instantly go to travolta's walk and the the way that was integrated yeah. in the film was incredible too more with john acosta of bg's gold in a moment you can see bg's gold on september 10th at the bootlegger bistro in las vegas you're listening to vegas never sleeps with Stephen maggie coast to coast on the biz talk radio network Let us be, be the light. 
The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com. Do you know anyone suffering from pain? Get pain-relieving thermoskin braces and TEN therapy at little to no cost with private and Medicare insurance. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. 800-256-1143. Use reference code NCR9715. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. Use reference code NCR9715. Two tight ends are lined up as tight ends. Back goes Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there, and we have every week different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history, and if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show, but Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case, (laughs) yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. We here tell from some pretty smart people that advanced artificial intelligence may soon become the greatest risk to humanity. Spike Jones supplies us with a startling demonstration in his highly affecting love story, Her. Joaquin Phoenix is Theo, living in a future world brokenhearted and lonely. He is a techno nerd with a romantic core who simply cannot accept that his marriage has ended. When he installs the latest operating system on his computer, he finds that it comes with a very sexy digital assistant, Samantha, extraordinarily voiced by Scarlett Johansson. Think Siri perfected. Really perfected. Samantha is smart. The more Theo talks with her, the more she learns about him, about life, about humanity. Sensing Theo's need for love, she grows more and more adept at loving him. The greatest testament to this odd conception is that it is believable. We accept as natural how Theo falls for Samantha and how she provides companionship for him. What she cannot provide, she offers in creatively suitable alternatives. The brilliance of her is that it serves as an emotionally involving classic love story, effectively mirroring the evolution of a real-life human-to-human relationship. Surprisingly, this preposterous premise works. Her. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. 
You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. We are talking to John Acosta of BG's Gold, although when you see him in person, you might swear he's Barry Gibb. People will tell you they absolutely despise disco and hate disco. But if you, what oh. about the Bee Gees? Well, that's an exception. You know, I think yeah. that's kind of cool. You know, just uh, they, they, well, yeah. they, they were the top of the game, I guess, really at a time because unlike a lot of that stuff that was around then, that all sounded the same. Their stuff sounded different. It was in the you know, it was dance music, but it sounded different. It was great stuff. Oh yes, yeah. Again, man, I, I totally agree. It was uh, each song that came out. You know, the only consistent thing was, of course, his his falsetto, because he dominated the the that period uh, right. with the singles, one after the other. And his, but but the grooves. No one came out with a groove like "Staying Alive." No one came out with an arrangement, uh, a a non-conformed arrangement on "Night Fever." If you ever sit down and study that, you'll. You'll sing along and say, is this a chorus or is that a bridge? You know, yeah. they just broke the rules. And uh, uh, very much so like Paul McCartney, you know, who, who kind of takes his approach of, I don't really know what I'm doing, but it sounds good, you see. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, John, uh, you know, final question, but, you know, again, when people go to the YouTube, they're going, well, they got it all. They do that stuff. Does it take, like, studying? I mean, did you actually study Barry Gibb? And I don't mean just reading about it. I mean, you know, I'm listening to the records. But, like, look at videos. Look at, you know, when they were on talk shows. Do, do you do that kind of thing to really kind of try to get into his head to think, you know, what would he do? That kind of thing. Every day. Okay. I'm that guy that when we're in the van driving about six hours to get to the next show, California or something, I'll be talking listening to a, not a cassette, a CD or something. <laughs> uh, that was really old school. And uh, I'll be listening, and I, 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 will, I will drive people nuts because I will rewind a phrase. I will, I will sit there and say, oh, I just caught something that, I've done this a million times already, but I just caught something else that he's doing. And Barry Gibb, my character, he's a genius. He's a pop, pop genius. Uh, the way he, very much like McCartney, the way he uh, puts things together, and uh, I study him. That's a joy, because I, I hear something different all the time. He's the king of phrasing. Yeah. You know, he is the king. I mean, he, when he was doing, I know you're watching the morning shine. He, he laid that down, not off the cuff. Every line is studied and literally programmed, and then he goes in and fixes and tweaks and... Uh, it, it creates what we have today. It's a perfect record. How Deep Is Your Love is a perfect, perfect vocal arrangement. You know, and that's really interesting because people uh, that, like, studied Frank Sinatra will tell you the same thing. It was all about the phrasing. You know, I mean, that's what really yeah. separates the true greats from the, you know, somewhat great, I guess. Well, Yeah, because it's, 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 it's like this is not gospel music where, you know, just somebody can just say, get the mic and, and start wailing. This is not a Beyonce thing either. This is like Frank, and it's funny about Frank Sinatra because also Barry has uh, brought him up. Uh, I think he may have even done a cover of Frank Sinatra's music, but it's these fr these phrasing kings. Also Bing Crosby, also Dean Martin. Yeah. Um, you know that that lineage Barry followed through, and and so do I. I don't know if it's done today. If I. I, I Today, I don't hear anybody king of anything, so, but hey, that's just... Uh, no, I, I know how you feel, but certainly you come to Las Vegas, those names are all royalty, and if you love the Bee Gees, you know, or even if you think you just like them, you got to go see this. It's an incredible show. Bee Gees Gold. Now, first of all, I know you play Vegas a lot. You, you're still at the stations, is that correct? Which is a whole chain of uh, well, great we do, Yeah, we do the special uh, engagement, but the next shows that we've got coming up, We've got uh, North Cannery in Las Vegas, August 5th, and we've got uh, September 15th at the Italian American Club in uh, Las Vegas as well. Oh, well, we will check both of those out, and I know you guys do tour all the time, so if you see BG's Gold, yeah, do it. And uh, finally, let's tell them one more time, uh, John, where they can find out more information on the web about you. Yeah, they can call me directly and email me directly on bgsgold.com. Uh, my contact info is there. And also, um, you can look us up on uh, BG's Gold Tribute on Facebook. It's BG's Gold uh, Tribute starring John Acosta as Barry Gibbs, so there's no uh, 
confusing with the other tributes out there. And, uh, yeah, those are the two places. So Facebook, social media as well, look us up. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to have uh, a lot more people. Well, we, yeah, when you, if you're in Vegas and they happen to be playing, you got to go see it. Thanks, John, for being with us. Appreciate it. My pleasure, man. I appreciate this, this interview. Time now for our weekly visit with your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Scott has been sharing some of the hidden costs and fees of a Vegas visit. The one that kind of got me was what you uncovered in nightclubs in Vegas. They're calling it venue fees. What is a venue fee? Well, never underestimate the ability of Las Vegas to come up with a gratuitous fee. So uh, there has been a charge called a CNF charge, a concession fee. Uh, I boycott any place that has it because uh, these are just random fees uh, on the strip. They will just tack it on. It's Cabo Wabo. It's uh, Hex. It's the the beer uh, the beer place at Paris. You, you'll just show up and, and see it on your bill. Very infuriating. So along those lines, um, in this nightclub at Wynn is a venue fee. So this is a, I think it's 7%. And it accomplishes absolutely nothing other than to just increase your tab. Uh, Nightclub prices are often already extraordinarily high. Uh, People don't seem to mind really because, hey, I get to sit down. Ten grand, that's fine. I get a bottle of Grey Goose for 400 bucks, that's cool. But this one is is absolutely gratuitous. It serves no purpose at all. It looks like it's just... Uh, if you see it at the at the bottom of the drink menu, it's all bills subject to 7% venue fee, an invented fee. I haven't seen it anywhere else, but it's it really is painful to see that because it's, uh, you know, uh, let's just say it's not value seekers going to these nightclubs anyway because to do anything, you're in for multi-hundred uh, dollars, sometimes uh, thousands and tens of thousands. But then to add on another 7% that gets you absolutely nothing. I'm upset. I don't even go to nightclubs. That's how upsetting it is. So I say steer clear, find out beforehand, ask the question, is there a venue fee or other fee that's going to get tacked onto my bill? And uh, I, I think there's a, there are places that have value, pricey, but you, you don't feel like you're being taken advantage of. This is one of those where I feel like uh, it's it's just really unnecessary and uh, a bit of greed on the part of the of the venue. Thanks for listening today. Next week, a special conversation with the mayor of Las Vegas, Carolyn Goodman. This is Stephen Maggi saying thanks for listening and reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Viva! The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit orleanscasino.com.